The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangentic Podcast. I'm Seth, and with me is Swoosh. Hi. Unfortunately, again, Jondo is not able to join us, although we may only have one more week with him not available. Yeah, life is currently kicking his face in, so... Yeah, but he should be back pretty soon. You may only have to deal with just one month without him. Yeah, we're at least guaranteed he'll be back for the next book, so to talk about the most recent one, so that'll be good. Yes, definitely. Hopefully sooner. Hopefully soon, absolutely. We be keen. Like, I kind of wish he was here for this week. We have some fun things to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh they're going to be good. It's going to be great. But we're going to start a, this episode out with some positivity because the past couple of episodes have been kind of us just dunking on shit straight away. Yeah. So, I don't know how many other people listening have the nostalgia for it. <laughs> I do. But the... 30th anniversary of the Power Rangers just happened, and they put out a movie. I do love me some Power Rangers. It was that wonderful blend of campy and just fun. Mm. And um, we're talking like OG Power Rangers, not any of the spin-offs, none of that like, mm, like original team. The original Dino stuff. powers and all. Like we're missing a couple of them because I think one is still in jail, and the other, a couple of others have unfortunately passed away. Yes, but, they have. But yeah, no, 30th but, anniversary of just where they are now. It's like, yes, good. So they got um, the original Black Ranger and Blue Ranger, mm. and then they got the second era uh, Red Ranger and Pink Ranger. Yeah. And then they have a new <laughs> character that eventually takes the Yellow Ranger slot. Yeah. Um, it's a great, fun movie. It, it If you liked original Power Rangers and you still have a little bit of nostalgia for it, you'll probably enjoy it. It's not going to push any boundaries or do anything crazy. Um, it seems to be, though, possibly a soft setup for a future season of the show that's coming out, uh, really? Power Rangers Quantum. I'm okay with um, that. Because they do a little bit of suggesting of, like, <clears throat> uh, memory within the morphing grid and other <clears throat> stuff. And there's always been a soft idea that the, all the Power Rangers shows and things are somehow connected they uh, often used sort of to like have, a multiverse. Yeah, the Green Ranger appeared in a lot of them. Like the original Green Ranger um, popped up in so many different series for it. Uh, yeah, a, but he often pop up as a different character. Yeah, I, in some cases he pop up as a Green Ranger as a mentor and then disappear again. But that made sense because that Ranger was always meant to be the fluid moving around one. At the same time, like Power Rangers has had weird team ups with characters like the the um right. anniversary episodes always to the, the not the anniversary the team up episodes where yeah. they get like every red ranger back oh yeah despite the fact that none of these guys cross over in any way i think at one point they did explain that as multiversal theory or other great yeah factions. they have uh at one point the ninja turtles teamed up with the power rangers that was a great one uh, yeah that was fun but yeah it was in that era where everything teamed up with everyone mostly Scooby-Doo yeah. but still but yeah so this movie was actually uh, helped brought together by the actor who played the Blue Ranger um, mm. and he's heading up this new series as well I'm actually so really glad to hear that because he kind of went off uh, Power Rangers for a fair while he copped a lot of shit while filming the original uh, seasons Again, that was shit for the production team. Yeah. He has multiple times said that he never hated 
the actual content. Mm. And the fact that he came back for this special and is working on this new season, it lends credence to that, that yeah. he never did actually... Or if he did, he, he got over his hatred to embrace it once more. By the sounds of things, I think he was just angry at the people making it, not the content, yes. which is good. Because now the show is held by Hasbro, and that mm. original production team ain't part of it. Excellent, that's good to hear, because he copped a lot of shit during that. Mm. Uh, but then there was the... Uh, did they keep with the Zords? Like, the original Dino Zords? Or they moved on to the, the Yellow yep, ones? No, 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 they used the Dino Zords. Uh, there's only a very brief Zord sequence. Um, unfortunately, a lot of mm. it's just archive footage. That's fair. Um, unfortunately, the Zord fight is CG. Nah. I mean... But they had to get back suits for all the actors... Well, body actors. Mm. Um... They had their own two new monsters for the episode. Nice. Um, three, if you want to count the version of Rita that's in there. Um, yeah, they did a lot of legwork. Mm. So it's like, all right, I mean, something's got to give. This was a kind of out of nowhere, not a season show. Yeah. So like, I knew this can... was, was happening and I forgot it was coming out like soon. Or now, actually. But I've been kind of wanting a Sentai series that is slightly more mature than Power Rangers was like slightly more I mean more that's adult. called Kamen Rider yeah because uh, that shit got insane um Kamen Rider was although cool. even then Kamen Rider does fucking up oh, and down depends on, on the series you go for like I remember O's being really fun yeah O's is, it oh. is my favourite one O's was amazing I really liked O's uh, but like just a Sentai that is based around uh, more of a mature theme but like the uh, Magic and Madoka kind of uh, fake out, I would like that. Mm. Uh, they do exist. I sort of watched one of them. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head. They do exist. If you can but find they it, seem let to me not, know, but... They seem to not hang around very long. I yeah. don't think there's as much of an audience to keep them alive. Oh yeah, no, this is definitely a very niche thing. Like We've got an anime coming, which is what I'm after, essentially. Um, which is the... It's a universe where Power Rangers, or a version of Power Rangers, not the actual one exist but they realize that if they kill the big bad then they don't have a job anymore and they lose all their power so they basically took over the operation and it's a mixture of power rangers and the boys and i can't remember what it's called off the top of my head um i think it's zero ranger or something but it is based around uh, one of the mooks like one of their versions of the putties essentially getting fed up with it like you know what no screw these guys i'm gonna fight back and actively trying to beat them and i'm keen for that because it seems really fun. Yeah, I mean, it could be good. Mm. I mean, like I said, I have definitely seen some more mature versions of um, the Power Rangers Super Sentai type stuff. Yeah. Um, again, the best seasons of Kamen Rider do it. Oh, they do. Like, I really enjoyed uh, some of their ones. But then there are very vivid scenes of very childish stuff I've seen there was one they did, uh, was it Kamen Rider Drive, which yeah. was themed around cars, or car powers. I remember um, Drive. <laughs> this is a scene I remember. Like, I can't remember the, I can't remember the contextual setup for it. But it's the main character looking out a window, depressedly, into the rain, and down by a lamppost there's one of the little cars that are the other characters in this fucking season. Yeah. Just like, depressedly honking at him. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> What is this? What am I watching? <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? Oh, amazing. But, like, 
I am going to say something horribly controversial now in the fact that I actually quite enjoyed the um, Power Rangers movie that came out a while back, like the reboot movie. Yeah, I haven't actually seen like, that one. Don't make it wrong, it was horrible. But at the same time, it was that fun kind of horrible. Like, yeah. I quite enjoyed there, it. I'm a bit there's sad a certain to level of, There's kind of a, a certain level of, like, scenery chewing cheese that yeah. has to happen to be Power Rangers. You can't have a completely serious movie for Power Rangers, I think. There has to be at least a bit of cheese or a bit of, like, flamboyantness to it. Mm. Um, but that one straddled the line of being like, alright, this is darker and more, you know, gritty, but at the same time, pretty fun. Like, their Blue Ranger, who was their tech guy, just randomly playing with explosives half the time. Mm. It was great fun. I loved it. Um, but it copped a lot of shit, and I don't know why. And people want what they want. They do, yes. Uh, which is fair. Um, so, uh, do we want to get into, like, the crazy bashing, or do we want to get into the one other weird thing we found? Uh, let's ease them into the crazy and start with the weird instead. Okay, so, what... We're going to talk about a thing that... Uh, it's a video that's probably been doing the rounds. You've probably seen it. Of a game called Unrecorded. Mm. And it is... The idea is that it's it's like body cam footage. Yeah. Um, I've seen stuff that suggests that you're a cop or an investigator of some kind. Um, and this is supposed to be your perspective. Yeah. The thing is, though, it's done on the new Unreal Engine. And I swear to god there are shots in that thing where I would have thought it was actual body cam of someone walking around an abandoned building yeah not, not, gonna, not gonna lie like when you sent it to me to, to review before we started this I put it on like why am I watching body cam footage did like the link fail and send me somewhere else but then because I have a, a decent monitor he's got into this building and you can start to see the video game flair to it and it's like just mm. on the verge of the uncanny valley of being a bit too real pulls back. I would not be surprised if they went to probably an actual abandoned building to mm. get like textures. Reference. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the environmental <clears throat> textures look great. It's the item textures that look fake. Yeah, uh, and it's like, only when wood boxes like, look too plasticky. Yeah, uh, there's only oh, like, like, yeah, the when they move a bit, you can't through. see and. Funnily enough, like, this new Unreal Engine, um, when we were first kicking around doing, like, the very early iterations of this podcast, when it was just me and Seth, um, mm. we actually went through the information for, like, the new, new system coming out, and we realized that they didn't show anything moving half the time. Because, mm. like, that, as an animator, I'm like, I know why that is. Stable objects, you can ramp up the polys as much as you want, and it looks amazing. Second, it moves, though. You are very mm. restricted. And that well, so, kind of shows on this one. It's still really nice, though. For, for reference, if anyone wants to look it up, it was a, it was the Unreal 5 launch trailer. Yeah. And it's a girl walking around in, an, in a canyon and then in a temple and then escaping the temple. Yeah. And they never showed the poly count of the girl. Yeah. They do things like show you all the polys going on and the environment around her, but they really didn't want to show you anything to do with the character that actually moved. They basically hid the model whenever they showed the environment around her. Uh, no, they didn't. They left it fully rendered and didn't put it into wire or polygon mode. Oh, yeah, fair. Uh, so like, it didn't change, but the rest of the environment did. The only other thing from that trailer that sticks in my head was like, look at all this amazing stuff on the walls, and look at the water. Don't look at the water! 
and just oh, pans yeah. away from the water within seconds. <laughs> I pan away from the oh, terrible water. <laughs> that that made me giggle to no end. Um, but if this is what they can now pump out with this system, mm. uh, with a small uh, team, like this yeah. is only like what a few people working in a smaller company. Yeah, uh, I'm keen to see what they come out with this. Like it's. Looks like a generic um, shooty COD kind of game, which will be interesting. Mm. I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, but I'd be keen to see what else we can get from the system now. If mm. this is what it's up to with a bit of love and care, we could get mm. some really nice stuff out of it. Oh, and this is the thing, though. This footage, this isn't, like, coming soon. This is, like, early development footage. Yeah. So this is them putting together sort of a test space and being like, look at what we can do. Yeah. So... Like- this is like this is what we'd like to do. It's like I I I endorse this. Please make the thing. Um, and like I said, the the environment looks good. Which, if you recall from when we watched that original launch trailer for Unreal, they were talking very heavily about how they could wrap photorealistic textures yeah. onto the poly models incredibly well. And damn it, if it doesn't look like that sometimes. Like oh, I said, yeah. I think they probably did take some high-def pictures of some buildings mm. that are probably a bit dilapidated because fuck me oh yeah definitely like they've done some good research on the, the referencing they have some amazing artists on on thing with them mm. but the one thing that uh i'm guaranteeing is when you go through the trailer and we'll probably put the trailer up in our show, I'll put it in the show notes yeah but when you go through it and look all the people who like any faces of people are blurred which is a thing that happens on you know body cam footage most of the time Mm. but I'm guaranteeing for the game it's been done because this game is so close to the uncanny valley that if you see a face it will pull you out it will be a bit too lifelike well it also depends like again we don't know what the setup for the actual story is yeah at one point he does request backup that's the only real thing we have to work on I think but that's it which implies that he is a cop yeah here's the thing the setup of the story might actually be reviewing body cam footage Mm. at which point the idea is that you're watching it back and so they blow the face yeah um, which is actually a great dodge because faces fucking hard faces are very hard to model like it's like hands and mm. I hate them so I could definitely see an art team that's maybe got a smaller number of artists on it instead of trying to come up with unique looking faces for every enemy mm. just being like it's body cam footage you're watching body cam footage so there's no faces yeah and it works it's a great in universe cheat yeah, absolutely. It fits in with what they're doing. Um, I'm very interested to see where this goes. Yeah. But, like I said, it's early dev. We have no time frame on this, so... It'll yeah. probably be a fair Just few an years interesting until we quote. see something for it. Like, originally, I thought this was going to be a VR game or something, but apparently not, so... Well, I mean... We yeah. don't know yet, but still. Nothing says it is. Um... But, you know, it does have a Steam page and stuff, but, you know, no release dates, no nothing. Mm. Bare bones Wait kind of thing. But. So, shall we move on to the, the just just the silly, just, just the dumb. The internet kind of exploded this week, and it has been hilarious to watch. I, I am so, a, I'm assuming it, the American government is now just panicking about who they have looking after their data. Right, so what would you like to start with? 
dumb card game, dumb Discord, or dumb website? Let's start with card game. We'll then go on to website, and we'll end with the uh, the Discord because that one is all right. That one's the king of these. Not, I know. Let's be oh. honest. Oh, it's so bad. So first up, card game. So. Yeah. Recently, there's been a big problem within the Pokemon card game community that, in the Americas, mm. that the rates that they kind of expected for rares to get pulled was really low, and no one really knew why was the Pokemon company being stingy mm. or whoever handles the card game. It's heavily implied that that might have been because one guy stole $500,000 worth of rare Pokemon cards from the factory. Yeah. Yeah, like, when you were telling me this before, I thought the reason he got caught was because he was, like, he'd taken too many, uh, and everyone got wise to the fact there was nothing happening or no one was pulling any rare cards and it launched an investigation. But no, it's fucking dumb Oh, it's dumber than that. So, there is a heavy implication that he was probably selling on selling this product yep. uh, in more drip-fed manner, which is exactly what you'd have to do. Because when you see photos of what he brought in, uh, what he got out of the facility, it's like massive stacks of like 100 cards of the same rare. Yeah. So there's like no way you could bulk sell this in any way that wouldn't get you red flagged immediately. Or people calling fake. You'd have to mix them in with lower rare quality and commons just to try and get them mm. past people. But at the same time, when he did do that, it seems to be that a lot of people were probably buying them because they wanted the rares and they were going to get them at, cheap, uh, at whatever price he was selling them for. Yeah. Um, in what he what they people report as like god packs where they pulled a lot of rare cards, mm. but there'd be multiples of that one rare that's ultra rare as opposed to multiples of much lower rarity cards which is what you would expect in that yeah. sort of scenario so people were like mm, could happen but statistically unlikely especially and then unlikely this... for the same person over and over again yeah so and then eventually this dude for whatever reason I've got to assume he, like heat was starting to catch up with him and he decided he needed to offboard it real fast Mm. went into one card game shop and tried to sell the entire lot. Yeah. In one go. Just multiples of rare cards. and just Not just multiples. Shit. Like, if you'd walked in with, like, three or four, yes, that could happen. I've yeah. been to magic tournaments where people have pulled ultra-rare cards on multiple occasions. Hell, mm. last night when I was... At, uh, last week when I was at a magic game, a dude pulled, like, three ultra-rares out of one pack. Nice. Um, it <laughs> happens. Mm. But not... You know, a hundred of one ultra rare card. That that's yeah. not a thing. Like you spread that shit around. You don't go to one place. I'm betting they uh, because people have been complaining about the fact that they weren't getting rares or the pull rate was so low. The people running everything were like, "We should probably look into this." And he's just panicked, going, "Oh God, no! There's going to be an investigation. Maybe they might find." I haven't. Them. I haven't heard any. I've been able to find anything that sources like what triggered him to fucking do this. Yeah. Because I can't imagine if you've gone through all the work to... Again, this, is, this isn't like a pack of cards or one box of boosters. Yeah. This is like hundreds and maybe thousands of cards because this is 500,000 in card value, not box value that he smuggled out of this facility. So it's a mm. shitload of cards. And not just that, he's taking mm. chase cards from an entire yeah. limited run. Um, which now that he's been caught is hilarious because the company can go after him for you know reduced input or reduced funds. Probably, 
Because well, I mean, or did they get a boost because people needed those cards and they had to buy more boosters? Maybe. I'm so sure they'll go. claim the former while doing the latter. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, look, we don't know what's going to happen. As far as again, as far as any sourcing I've been able to do, I've been able to find anything like what's going to happen to this guy. Other than yeah. he's been busted. He's been busted um, by his own stupidity. Is the best part. Yeah, because like, essentially. Shit. He went in, tried to sell them, the card store went, hell no, and then called the, the card company and were like, hey, this just happened, and that's how yeah. he got busted. Which is All hilarious. he had to do was hold it and wait till later and do more light, like, one or two drops. Not yeah. not, not this. This was If he had slowly, like, so drip-fed it out to multiple stores or that kind of stuff across the state or you know, wherever yeah. he is, he would have been fine. But, No. Yeah. Oh. It's bad. Speaking of dumb things, though. Oh. This this next one. Oh, my God. So, this is a, an Air Force officer in the States. Mm. Tries to become a hitman. Through a joke like, website. Like, it's... Sorry, is it? <laughs> it is the, one of the dumbest things. It's a website that is a fake, you know, novelty website about hiring a hitman. And it's just fun, and there are points of it where it says this is fake, this is a this is a parody. Um, but he's but decided he... to try and get a job with them, and there is a section on the website that says apply to be a hitman, and he filled it out with his actual information. And I'm assuming the devs or the guys who ran this website, ah, someone's done the thing. Yeah, we get these a lot. Someone's you know, made a joke one. Oh, that's a real name. But it didn't stop well, I... there. Because he kept yeah. pushing them. He followed up. Like, he sent in his own headshot and yeah. everything. And it, the thing is, though, it's not like he was like, okay, so I'm going to get like a hundred grand or something to, to like kill a guy. Yeah. He was going to do it for 5,000 bucks. He was keen to do it for 5,000 bucks. Well, apparently he needed it uh, for his family. Yeah. But my dude, my like, guy. Yeah, he, he's... Uh, girlfriend was about to have a kid and he's panicked and like, oh I need to get money now to prepare for this kid but it was just he went straight to Hitman yeah there was no in between well as far as we know yeah but it was like he pushed her he pushed her and kept going back to these guys at the website hard enough that they actually went and reported it to the FBI and it's like hey this guy really wants to fucking kill someone yeah because it's like, in his resume, he says, I'm really good at killing people, I want to get paid for it. It's like, that's troubling, man. Yeah. Like, shit. What's wrong with you? Pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, like, good call on the, uh, the guys on putting that forward to the FBI, because, you know... Yeah. You definitely want that guy not working in your military. <laughs> it's the fact he sent them headshots. Like, to, to I me, it's questions. the fact... Okay. No, you, you go ahead. Well, to me, the biggest thing is that he was going to do it for 5k. Yeah, that is a low number to just... I, I am going to perform a murder. Yeah. For five grand. Premeditated murder asking. can net you a life sentence. That, that's a lot of time in prison for, like, five grand. I'm, I'm not taking that bet. No, no. Like, at all. But the fact he sent them headshots, which... Raises multiple questions for me. It's like, one, why do they need your headshot? That's a bit weird. You're not being an actor. Um, and two, 
you thought this was real and thought, I'm going to send the assassin group my fucking face. Yeah, because that's going to work out great for you. I mean, clearly they need to know what his face is going to look like when he performs different kinds of murders. Oh, of course. This is his stabbing face. This is his shooting face. This I, is his sniping face. I really hope that's how they were done. I swear <laughs> that would that would be great. But ah, oh, like the fact that this guy was a um, he was in the navy, wasn't he? Or no, air force. Air force. Sorry, yeah. Like he was in. I don't think he was active. He was just back from a tour or something. But he was. Um, yeah, no, he was part of the it's military. Tough. Either way, it's like holy shit. What the fuck, man? Mm. So, glad he was pulled up for that. Um, and, well, it's sad that his his partner now has to raise a kid on her own, but mm. probably a good thing, considering that was the level of intelligence she was dealing with. Yeah. Holy shit. Shall we move on to the... The piece de resistance? The, the real good shit. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> that, dive God. into this one, because... That last one was dumb. This next one takes it to a whole new level. So, for those who don't know, um, a little while ago, America was freaking out because someone had leaked a whole bunch of confidential documents, military stuff, and uh, spy activity yeah. uh, uh, locations. Mm. And for once, not to the War Thunder Discord. Which is so, generally where that should happen. <laughs> it's so... I love that it... I don't love that it happens, but I love that they've had to... The War Thunder guys have had to multiple times ask people not to send them classified documents because yeah. can't put it in the game. Yeah. Multiple times people on their forum have been, like, arguing about how a tank works and then a dude showing up with the tech manual. Yeah. And three, War Thunder's gotten a little too close to how a tank actually works and had to change it because people have gone, hey. Yeah, when someone turns up at your door going... Dude, how do you know this is a thing? Like, <laughs> sorry. So, you know, this didn't happen to, on War Thunder, which is generally funny. This was happening in, like, active spies in, like, Ukraine and stuff like that. Like, mm. big active zones. This all got leaked. And America was freaking out. Yeah. They thought they had a spy or someone was blackmailing a high-level personnel. And people were just losing their minds. Turns out it was an IT nerd. And even better is where it was fucking released to. So, basically this 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 24-year-old idiot was on a Minecraft server. Yeah. And some point during his time on there, he's gone, I do IT security for, for the American military. And then someone's gone, nuh-uh. Yeah. But basically someone went, picks or it didn't happen. And, and so he went classified documents. Yeah. Uh, he leaked classified documents for clout on a Minecraft server. Even better was like when this person was like saying to him, like, I don't believe you. Apparently someone called him a cuck. And that's yeah. what's driven him to the point of like, I ain't no fucking cuck. I'll go I'll show you. And has run and grabbed classified information and dumped it into a Minecraft so like yeah. Discord. Like what the hell? So that is a. Of course, that's been dispersed because no one really thought it was real, and then it turned out to be very real. 
that that is just a special level of mental brain damage. I mean, yeah, come like, on. I swear to anyone like listening to this who doesn't realize, oh, that, that's you know, it's kind of funny, but it's like, dude, it's fucked. Like a twenty-four-year-old yeah. had access to this. Like in their contracts, it's meant to specify they cannot read anything on these servers. They just maintain these servers. Not only was he reading the information, he was taking this information to have it on hand so that he could then put it somewhere, like into a Minecraft Discord. Like the fact that he could get in, get out, and no one could point this back to him for a while until it broken. Mm. Like their internal security right now must be going through a massive overhaul. Because some dickhead 24-year-old wanted clout. Because someone well, on the internet said, I don't believe you. See, the annoying thing is, is like, like, if he was selling it, I'd be at least like, okay, I get it. Yeah. You were trying to make a pile of money for yourself. It's stupid, don't get me wrong. Don't even yeah, still reprehensible, it that but way. like, But I get it. I get the motivation of, of a pile of cash yeah. or something like that. But just because someone went, nuh-uh, to your claim about working for the military, mm. well, like, 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 why is that all you need to do to release classified documents? Has no one, like, learnt from Snowden at this point? Like, he, re like, released documentation that was, you know, pretty fucking dead, like, horrible. Like, the shit that was in there was not good. Mm. And this, and he had to hide in Russia for, like, ten years. Like, he was mm. living in a embassy. He couldn't leave the grounds. He, uh, but it's like, and this guy's like, oh, yeah, I'll just release this top-secret information to a public forum. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Like... And at least the stuff that happens to, like, the War Thunder guys, a lot of that's in a somewhat of a little bit of a grey area. <coughs> yeah. It's like, a Freedom of Information Act could have gotten you this information, or it's in that sort of, like, non-active, but not declassified. Yeah. So, no one's using this tank anymore, but we haven't got to the point where we want to let everyone just have the spec sheet. Yeah. We, we don't want so, to have to use a manual on how it works yet. Yeah, because we might have built off it, and it's still quasi-relevant. Yeah. We, basically, um, like, they never redesign from the ground up. They will build things on pre-existing yeah. tech. So, you know, you're in that sort of grey area where, like, you really shouldn't have these. But it's not super big deal. Active spies. Yeah. That's what this dickhead released on a Minecraft server. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't dip into the semi-classified or the lower end of stuff. He released names and locations of spies. Yeah. People actively helping the Ukraine in the war were exposed because he mm. wanted to, like, some probably 12 year old to understand how important he was. Mm. Like, that it, is terrifying. And this is someone yeah. who is in charge of some of the, like, high end secrets of the US military. I don't, like, I haven't been able to verify, like, what his position was. I get the feeling he probably just had coincidental access yeah. more than was in charge of looking after these things. The weird thing is, in order to get that access, you have to go through multiple checks. Like, police checks, uh, background checks, every they call friends and family. Like, 
I've had uh, yeah, a couple of mates but... in Australia, I think we might be slightly different, who have been going for higher-end clearance, and I've had calls. I was like, do you know this person? Like, I do. Okay, and you go through those questions. Like, can they be trusted? Like, I think so. I still talk to them. Mm. But, yeah. But the thing you got to remember, that America actually values mentally damaged people. Yeah. They like people with anxiety because they have a high level of alertness all the time. They like people with ADHD because they can bounce from task to task to task to task. They're, they're not targeting the the A-grade bunch. And then, you know, what's their main hiring recruiting policy for the military? Get them out of high school. Yeah. America's high school system is well known across the world as being pretty trash. Pretty trash seems like an understatement at this point. Like, holy hell. Yeah, yeah. You're, Jesus Christ, America. At, at this point, I think it's a matter of, like, why do you get the kids from, like, high school? Like, oh, they're already experienced with guns. But see how we go from there. But, like... I mean, that's, that fucking Simpsons joke holds way too much water. It really does, actually. Holy hell. Uh, but, like, this is going to... It's already caused a massive shake-up, like... Is this done some interesting shit? Like, this is the kind of stuff you would see popping up on WikiLeaks or something along those lines. Like, something you'd expect to see it on. Not no, no. a this Minecraft is... Discord. This whole story feels like the plot of, like, the next Die Hard. Yeah. Not real life. Like, it feels fake. But no, it's real. Like, I thought it was an Onion article that had escaped containment when I first saw this. Yeah. But no. It happened. I think the onion's kicking itself because I didn't think of it. Look, man, if this turns out to be fake and some guys proliferated it, I mean, credit to them. Yeah. No, like, if it's fake and everything, I, I will applaud that. Well done. And Great what troll. does it say? What does, what does it say about a society that we're like, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Or oh. like some kid leaked all these military secrets on Discord. Oh yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I look. I kind of wish I could see the look on like the future archaeologist face when they have to detail our generation in time. Like, because guaranteed in the future there's going to be internet you know archaeologists, people who have to delve into the old archives of the internet and find out what the fuck happened at the turn of the century. And I want to see uh, their face when they find this shit. The, the, no, no, man, it, it, the more interesting thing is in the future, when, you know, you look back at history textbooks, and there's going to be, like, you know, chapters on, you know, the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s yeah. and you know, the odd thousands, and then there's the book that's yeah. just 2020. Like, it's just the unaving capital cave of what the fuck happened in this part of the century. I can't remember where I heard it, but I heard a great thing a while ago, which was, uh, we are currently in a circumstances-led-to phase in history. Yeah. Um, or as another person once put it, we are in the fuck-about uh, generation. We're right. about to hit the find-out. I'm like, ah! No, no. The generation before us was the fuck-around yeah, generation. True. We're the find-out generation. We are generation. the find-out generation. We're finding out so many things. It's, it's yeah. educational. Uh, this is the world I, we I live know, in now. <laughs> I know pining for like the simpler times is stupid, but yeah. fuck me, man. Wait. I remember when the only question I had in my head as a kid was, can I find that stick I like again? Yeah. 
like we have like a lot of this comes down to older generations leading everything still and having no idea how tech works so it's run rampant mm. like the genie's out of the bottle we can't stop tech it is now exploding exponentially I think it's like every few years it has doubled processing power. Like, uh, that's slowing down. Yeah. We're getting to that point where we need quantum computing for that to continue. But we're getting all close. All you have to do... All you have to alter your chip design. Yeah. But we Which are getting close to the next evolution of um, computing and that's going to be interesting. Mm. Because we have not even covered the first generation of computing with legislation or any kind of protection. Mm. Like... The internet is still a relatively lawless playground, but now people have more understanding, mm. so they're doing shadier, I mean, like, shadier th- uh, shit. I mean, a good example, like we just talked about a bunch of people in this podcast. Yeah, we're just reporting on news. Mm. Theoretically, those people could come after us. Yeah, it probably wouldn't work, but the internet legislation isn't caught up for like how to handle this sort of stuff yeah it's um going to be a fun few years ahead i think uh, because that the americans lead the way in that kind of stuff and they are now going to go through another massive overhaul and i'm guaranteeing we're going to have to sit through another senate inquiry from them talking to like the discord ceo like the tiktok one alone was just it was a meme i swear to god yeah like, the shit these senators were saying was... A bunch of 80-year-olds who don't know what yeah. it is trying to pass it. Referring to it as the TikTok. And every time this guy, you could see him, he's like, I, I, I want to I say that it's not called the TikTok. Can I, can I stop them? No, they're already talking about something else now. Like, I felt bad for that guy. Mm. Like, everyone's like, oh, you're linked with the Chinese Communist Party. He's like, I'm, I'm actually not. I'm like, ah, oh, but you are. It was a strange thing. I've seen clips of it. I have to go and watch the entire thing. Yeah. But I don't want to lose that many brain cells in one sitting. Yeah. It's it's insane. But But hopefully at some point either they'll fucking learn, which I doubt. No. Or younger bodies will get into those positions who, you know, grew up with this stuff and know what it actually is. Honestly, I think the only way that we can get ahead of it is if an entire generation, which would likely be our generation, skipped going into politics and let the newest generation jump ahead. Because we're already getting slightly behind the times in certain things. Um, Yeah. like No one can keep up with tech. You sit with where you're comfortable and then progress at your rate. We're nerds, we progress at a slightly faster pace than some others. But even then, we will hit a point where it's like, it's changed too much and I like the thing I like. Yeah. Uh, and you'll stick with it. Um, yeah. But the next generation kind of needs to just be given the reins. We've done what we can to protect them from boomers, but they're, eventually they're going to be gone and mm. we're a fucked up well, generation. I, mean- I don't think we're, we should be in charge. We'll hit the nuke button. Too. We're too pessimistic. <laughs> Oh, right. The millennials uh, crave death. I mean, all the, the legislation stuff that's been happening in the States lately is just just signposting that, like, no one... The, the, this je- the current group running the show just give a fucking shit. Have no idea what they're doing. I mean, no, no they know what they're doing, mm. and what they know they're doing is fucking us over. Yeah. 
But, I guess we should probably move on to something a bit more lighthearted. Oh yeah, before this turns into a giant, like, what, 20 to 30 minute depressing millennial rant. Because, let's be honest, we're, we're full of millennial rant. Like, we are oh, like, yeah. the physical embodiment of millennial rant. Yeah. It's, um, but, for now, the season final of uh, The Mandalorian has released, and it was fun. So, I feel like we should probably just do, like, because we said we'd talk about the whole show. Yeah. Uh, because now the season final's out, so we can sort of do the run of the whole plot. Yeah. Um, so, this season, like, I think a lot of people, even myself, and I ended up turning around on this opinion, were a bit kind of jarred at the start, because mm. this season it was somewhat sl- sidelining Din. Yeah. And given that he's been the main character the past two seasons, and the one that's referred to as The Mandalorian, mm. it felt really weird that this was kind of much more a Bo-Katan show. Yeah. Featuring Din instead of more the other way around when she's shown up in previous seasons of this show. Mm. And while Bo-Katan, if you've watched all of the TV shows for for Star Wars, is a much more prominent character. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, sooner or later she is going to be the focal point. It was a bit jarring. Yes. Because if they'd added an S to the end of that title, it would have been like, oh, we're talking about all of the Mandalorians, not the Mandalorian who we know as Din. Yeah. Um, so I had a bit of a problem with it, but I eventually decided, you know what, screw it. I like what's going on anyway, so mm. I'm just going to let that go and just sort of enjoy the show for what it is. And it was good. Yeah. You just I had really to get out of that it. headspace of originally and move on mm. and embrace what it was then. So, a lot of this season had to do with uh, going back to the to Mandalore after it had been glassed mm-hmm. by the Empire. Yep. Uh, it seemed a lot less destroyed than everyone kept seeming to say it was. Well, like, so, I'm not entirely sure stuff, why others came back. Mandalorian was always kind of fucked up ever since. Because they had a massive civil war, I think, in their history or something. Which uh, Mandalore never fully recovered from. Which is why they lived in dome cities. But... So it was always kind of a blasted wasteland. But it's one of those things with... I think the Empire said that it was radioactive or something. It was toxic. You couldn't something go there. like that. Um, so everyone's like, oh, we must stay away from the toxic place. Because no one wanted a chance going back to it. Uh, mm. Turns out, that was Imperial Lies. Yeah. Bastards. So, uh... Jin, as part of his uh, need to redeem himself, mm-hmm. having taken his helmet off, has to bathe in the waters and went for a pilgrimage does so um I did like that scene though because it's like when he's walking out it's like yes I'm doing the thing just straight down because the crevasse is open from the bombing like yeah I'm a heavy well yeah but I mean like a lot of people are like it was probably actually the mythosaur yeah that's why I originally thought it was going to be because he goes down very quickly yeah, and it it seems a lot more pulled because he like he's stunned on the bottom. Yeah, not like because like I've been in the ocean. Hmm. You don't just whoop, unless something does something to cause it to happen. It also depends on how heavy Mando armor is because that's never been fully explained. That's fair, but I'd still expect him to be less stunned about it. Yeah, like, like yeah, he may need help getting out or anything like that, but he's like, oh god, what the fuck happened? Yeah, even if no, it had taken no. him by surprise, he would have just turned the jet back on, because we've seen them work mm. underwater before. I and mean, just... Bo-Katan uses it to get down to him. Yeah, essentially. He's like... All I can imagine is he's, like, if it was just the armor and not the mythosaur, he wouldn't fall and go, ah, 
This is my life now. Like, because mm. he fell for a while. Yeah. Uh, and did nothing so, to save himself. So, And of course, Bo-Katan sees the Mythosaur, but is the only one to see the Mythosaur. Yeah. Uh, which starts setting up this whole thing where it's like, ah, Bo-Katan's finally going to take another run at running Mandalore. <laughs> Maybe she'll do it right this time. I know, right? Um, this is like her third attempt now, I think. Um, like the first time was in Rebels, where she launched... No, uh, Clone Wars, where she had a coup yeah. against her sister, uh, who ran the Mandalore before. Uh, then it was Rebels, where Sabine gave her the Darksaber. Uh, then she lost the Darksaber, because <laughs> she believed the Empire. Which, well, at the same time... Well, she quite rightly pointed out, like, mm. it was try and trust the Empire, or have everybody die. Yeah. So it's have everyone die or maybe have everyone die. Yeah. It's not really a, a choice to make. It's, it, well, I'm going to go with the maybe option. It was very much a Sophie's choice. It's like, damned if you do, damned if you die. Mm. Um, but it was just... I did like that we got that backstory in this season of Mandalorian. Yeah. Because I, I had been wondering for a while, like, how the fuck did you get the Darksaber? That was with mm. an pretty strong Mando like Bo-Katan's mm. nothing to scoff at she's been raised from birth to be a warrior and a leader mm. like in a warrior society even more um, yeah but yeah so a lot of uh, after Din does all this and goes back a lot of the the next few episodes are a lot of stuff to do with Bo-Katan kind of getting the respect of the other Mandalorians mm. now because she inadvertently bathed in the waters too and yeah. has not taken a helmet off since. So as far as Death Watch is concerned, they're like, you're cool. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, welcome. Uh, and then it's the uh, the armor who sends her back out to essentially gather the rest of the Mandos and so basically tells her to take her helmet off so she can go back mm. and talk to them without being seen as a zealot. Yeah. Um, so that she can walk both paths, which was nice. Yes, uh, the I do appreciate because the, like they point out in uh, later in this sh- season as well mm. that the the group that everyone thinks of is still being Death Watch. They're not Death Watch. Yeah, they're an offshoot. They they come from Death Watch, but they don't do the Death Watch thing anymore. They yeah. just follow the way, which is the keeping him. Which is much more like much more in the legacy timeline uh, Mandalorians where like your mask your helmet was your face yeah you didn't have another face you were a Mandalorian yeah the armor was you and you were the armor yeah so they follow a lot more of that than necessarily anything specifically to do with the ideology of Death Watch Hmm. um so the idea of bringing all of the disparate clans and things back together that's such a cool idea yeah I'm really on board for it um, and of course the episode in which they get the other Mandalorians back on side is one of my favorites mm. because it's a it's a it's a fucking mystery episode yeah and it stars Jack Black and Christopher Lloyd it was so much fun it was it copped a lot of shit for some reason I don't get why um because everyone's like oh it's she lures Grogu over the food like throughout the entire run of this thing you could get Grogu to do anything with food yeah like that was his character. I am small and I lack foods. Yeah. And I just needed him so, out the way so they could do Mandalorian shit. Yeah, so the whole episode is based around like 
they show up on this planet to fight, talk to the people, and then the the guy running the planet's like, "No, no, no! You need to come talk to me." Of course, it's Jack Black, and Jack Black decides to chew the scenery so hard. Oh, he does because it works for that character as well. Oh yeah, an ex-imperial the- uh, officer who used to run the planet uh, has. Or ran a different planet has been brought across to you know help relations and get this place back up and running, and is using old Sith droids, so battle droids, uh, to do most of the work and the labor, hmm. meaning the entire populace can be free to do art and you know philosophy and all the fun things. Basically, it's a party planet. Yeah, and that works for Jack Black. Let's be honest. Yeah. having that guy be at the top who just wants to have banquets and have fun and yeah and enjoy life it's just like he exudes that he does meanwhile Christopher Lloyd is in uh, the basement essentially he's running the security droids or the the features for all of that so he runs the systems Mm. um, and has a much more of a a serious tone to him and a a crotchety security guard played by Christopher Lloyd just fucking works it's really fun uh, I actually quite like when they go down into the basement to talk to the Ugnaughts, which are from the first season. It's the I Have Spoken guy, if you've yeah. not seen them before. Um, but when he goes down, it starts with Bo-Katan trying to be like, you will do the thing. I've been sent by the guys up top. you got to listen to me. And everyone literally ignores them. Like, just doesn't even mm. look up from their work. They continue going. To which point, Jin's like, I know this guy... He was a uh, he was a good person. You will help me. I have spoken. I was like, oh, okay, fair. And they sit mm. down and have a chat. Like, and the stuff where like Bo-Katan's like this droid malfunction, no droid malfunction. Yeah, didn't and malfunction. Nothing was wrong. Didn't has to point out like, look, no one's questioning your work. Mm. You guys are fantastic. Yeah, but if something did happen, how would we deal with that? <laughs> Everybody's like the whole like theoretically these would be the droids you would want to go and look at. And it's like I like that you have talked around the problem and you have like worked within a species conf- uh, confinement because that's how their culture is, mm. um, which is great and it leads into the whole Western side of things again because like back in the old Wild West there were certain outlaws who would speak with the Indians or the Native Americans rather and you know learn their ways and their customs to mm. have a better relationship with them because they have to pass through their lands. They have to deal mm. with them every day. Uh, and it still leans into that mentality, which was fun. Mm. Also, although Jin's uh, actually... way of finding rogue droids is still great. <laughs> See, like, I would actually say this episode feels a little less uh, Western mm. and a little more, um, you know, uh, Buddy cop. 50s mobster. Yeah. Because after this, they go down to the docks <laughs> where the bad guys are. And Dean, of course, is like, well, it's one of these robots, right? And he's talking to one of the Roger Roger mm. um, clone, ro- ones, uh, yeah. clone robots. And all the, the super battle droids just carrying boxes. Yeah. Just fucking starts kicking them. Yeah. To find As- the one that's not... Um, that, that's not legit. It, it's great. It reminds me of the Boston Dynamics um, videos yeah. you see around. Yeah. I was thinking the robot, exactly that. And it's like that, and he just kicks them. It's like, what are you doing? Stop that! It's like, well, it's fine if they're like reprogrammed not to attack humans or anything, then this is okay. And then mm. one smacks him off. It's like, found it. It's like, yeah, I love it. That and a droid bar. Yeah. Well, this, see, this was the thing I was going to point out. This is what gives it that like 1950s mobsters feel because they yeah. go to the droid speakeasy. Yeah. Just the idea, because like droids, they always say have a, a sentience to them, or at least a semi sentience. Yeah. So the fact that when they're not working, they go to a bar and just hang out is kind of fun. 
Although, the reason for the bar I actually quite like, because it's where they essentially get their uh, lubricant. Oh no, oh, it disappeared. They're kind of back. Yeah, no, the, um, the lubricant they use is like a refreshing kind mm. of thing for them. I might have returned. I might not have. No, I think... Hello? I can hear you occasionally. There we go. You're moving again. Yeah, I'm back again. Man, I gotta fucking work on the internet connection in this goddamn house. All good. Anyway, you was, um, the reason for the bar is what we. I, I um, uh, the, it's where they get the lubricant. Yeah. And the thing I love about that is within the lubricant are nanites that essentially upload updates. Yeah. Which is wonderful, like future tech, but also kind of makes sense for Star Wars because it seems analog. Hmm. Like, and of course, we find out who the person was doing all the shady things and it was of course the doc yeah like, well it had to be one of two people because you have two celebrities in the episode exactly celebrities don't come out of this shit like very well um but it was of course christopher lloyd was subtly doing this because he hated uh, the ruling party um he believed they'd ruined the planet and the culture um so he was essentially about to do a takeover with these rogue robots and yeah, install himself as a as power. Mm. But it was a fun episode. Like honestly, I know we've truncated it. We've mm. skipped over some stuff, but like it was generally just so much fun watching Din oh, yeah. and and Bo-Katan run around doing the little mystery episode. Yeah, <laughs> it was a great break in pace. And then of course Bo-Katan goes and meets the Mandalorians who are on the outskirts because the battle fleet's protecting the planet for them. Uh, mm. kicks the guy who is the new Mandalorian leader in the face and and the thing I love about that fight mm. at no point did it feel particularly like I know it is yeah. but it didn't feel choreographed it yeah. felt like two people having a fucking scrap it felt like an actual brawl which was fun um, so she literally wrestles control back from this guy uh, mm. and then Jin does the thing of like he hands over the Darksaber at the best possible time because previously he's been uh, knocked out in a fight uh, earlier on in I think it was Mandalore around yeah there. it was on Mandalore it was on Mandalore um, knocked out and the saber taken from him by this weird creature she's turned up taken the saber and, ki and killed the thing and freed him from this cage uh, which would mean technically the Darksaber would fall to her but she handed it back to him without even a fight just even bothered like here you go mm. Uh, didn't even look at it forlornly um, and in front of all the Mandalorians after she has won the right to lead he has handed the, the saber back saying this was taken from me she saved me therefore it passes to her he rules lawyered the, the dark saber back yeah. to her but he did it in the perfect way was like, that was nice I like that well done well done to you sir worked really well mm. and then after that um, it's the um all the Mandalorians going to Mandalore. Yeah. Although the one thing... <laughs> they do stop in at the Barrow to stop some pirates attacking for a brief moment. Oh yeah, I forgot about the pirate uh, uh, assault that... that with their that shock jump. That was really... We see them actually like shock jump into a place before. They don't even have a warning on it. Just hang in there yeah. for a second. Like, and... Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot about that episode. Because it, it, it's literally just a side episode. To be like, oh yeah, the Mandalorians kick ass. Yeah, it's literally just to show the Mandalorians are really good at being squads of killers. Like, they rip through a town that has been occupied by a hostile force and just destroy things. 
Yeah. It's it also sets up that big Mandalorian with the minigun as being even more awesome. Yes, he's very good. He's mm. been good in every other season, and now he's like, oh, man, this guy. But Absolute you, Chad. You look at this guy, he's like, that guy is huge. But also, like, yeah, no, he could definitely win in most fights, and he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Specifically most. But from there, they head on to Mandalore to reclaim their their ancestral world. The thing I love um, is they come back to Mandalore mm. with the whole fleet. Yeah. Uh, one thing I noted, on the bottom of the carrier, and the carriers in, in Star Wars are fucking huge. But, like, the, the carrier they have the is a, an old Death Star. Oh, no, um, Death Star. It's an old... Um, Destroyer? Cruiser, essentially. What were they called? Yeah. The big is Star the Destroyer. Point. That's the one. That's it. It was a Star um, Destroyer. They've painted the logo on the bottom of it. Yeah. Which means at some point, some motherfucker had to be out there with a fucking can of paint being like, alright, let's go. Oh, yeah, pretty much. Like, it's a I, huge it's ship, be, too. It's like a floating it's city. It's gotta be like the, the Mandalorian equivalent of Dig the Latrine. Yeah, pretty much. Go and repaint the, paint the sign, the Mythosaur. The logo. Like, go paint the Mythosaur on the ship. Like, oh, okay. Um, but they get, they, they all show up. The guy who's running Navarro comes out with a welcoming gift of some wine. Yeah. Literally next day, they're like, peace. And yeah, leave. It's like, welcome, you're all welcome. Here. Oh, thank you so much, bye! And off they go. They it's fly so away and go back to Mandalore. <laughs> um, so they go, they go to Mandalore, mm. um, and it's a great, all the scenes of them going down. They meet some Mandalorians that never left Mandalore. Yeah, they find surviving. survivors of a glass planet. Um... And and it's it's cool. It's a lot. This is where we got a lot of that world building. We find out what happened with, with yeah. how the thing went down with Moff Gideon. Mm. Um, oh shit! No, sorry, I forgot. Um, in a previous episode, they'd implied that Moff Gideon hadn't been killed. Yeah. At the start of this episode, we see what him and his base talking to a shadow council. Yes, uh, including other, Hux. Yeah, Hux of the First Order. It's uh, a bunch of generals who are acting as warlords in their sectors and it's mm. alluded to them all doing different shady things like they've yeah. all got their side projects it's like i want to see mm. what these other guys are up to yeah i know right it'd be fun um which was really fucking sick they also like, reference um thrawn multiple times it's like oh we just have to wait yeah. for thrawn to come back and you know gideon's like he's not coming back it's mm. we have to work on our own now so he's very much yeah. turning against Thrawn as the the things that we haven't seen him in years. He, he's never. He's mm. dead. He's clearly dead. And I'm honestly surprised that a mic drop for this season wasn't end Thrawn. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but yeah, they they find some surviving Mandos, take them back up. Which you know, the armor takes them back up for them. Mm. Uh, and they start heading into the bowels of the planet to try and find you know the Great Forge and a few other things around, so they can reestablish a safe perimeter and keep going. And then they find uh, they find essentially Mandalorian stormtrooper, like or well, stormtroopers wearing Mandalorian armor. Yeah, because um, that's what Gideon's been doing. He's been making next generation uh, trooper armor and next generation dark troopers. Well, he doesn't make any next generation. Like he does make uh, he, he makes, makes a one suit. Yeah. suit of the dark trooper armor, and as far as it matters, he basically just wholesale copies and pastes. Mandalorian armor onto stormtroopers, yeah. Beskar and all, pretty much. Um, but of course, they're stormtroopers, so they're terrible shots. And all the Mandalorians are hitting the bits of armor that aren't armored. Yeah, 
so they're still fucking wiping these guys out. Well, it gets to a point with that episode, um, Grogu is now rocking around in the droid of IG-38. Oh, look, um, it's funny, but it, the joke does not hold up as well as I think they think it did. It, yeah, it's it's fun. I, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it got a bit grating at times. Um, they just needed a way to hide Grogu moving, because the puppet needs to be changed. Like, yes. They, they keep showing, oh, he's running to catch up. It looks like someone with a marionette puppet, and you're trying to move the legs. It looks bad. He has no weight to him, and it breaks any form of immersion mm. you have. They need to fix yeah. that puppet. Or switch him to CG when he's moving quickly. Mm. Um, Alec, the, the big issue with it, though, is like they put him in this IG-88 body, um, and it never does anything interesting. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't show off because it's a robot body you can, like, crush a man's hand or something. It's hmm. just... It seems like a complete waste of a prop. Especially when the little floating thing he had worked perfectly well. Yeah. It shielded him, it was faster, it had full 360 movement. Yeah. It seemed like a significantly better way to transport Grogu around than the IG body. Yeah, pretty much. I think they just did it for the joke of, Hey, look, it's IG, and... Oh no, it's not. And, and yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, like he gave his gave him a yes and no button, um, which you know kind of helps with him communicating. That's always fun. I um, mean, why people didn't give him a talk box sooner? Yeah, we we know they exist. There's multiple species in their universe that use them. But <clears throat> then there's like they go through all that. He's running around with them. And eventually they get separated because Gideon decides to make his appearance in his fancy new suit. Um, yeah. Before he dons his very Darth Maul-looking helmet mm. with the weird spikes to it. Um, but of course, it's like it's Jin and uh, the big guy with the Gatling gun. I think that's all it's. No, really. It's just it's just Din first, yeah, because they capture him and drag him away, yeah. And then they get the they open the door so that the, the, the troopers can kill them, yeah. Um, and of course big mean and minigun decides I'm gonna cover your exit while you escape everybody else escapes and yeah. I'm gonna do the heroic sacrifice it's such a badass fight oh it's great you, you see like him just opening fire on all these stormtroopers like legions of them like they're swarming him mm. it's like oh shit he might actually not be sacrificed he might survive to the, the point the minute where... I saw the gun start to glow yeah it was like he's not making it out of this the minigun starts to overheat so he starts hitting them with that and then he drops that and starts fighting but then he has to fight two of the Praetorian Guard if you're not aware three of them three Magna Guard yeah, they're, yeah the, those guys they are essentially they used to protect the Emperor the guys in the red armor you used to see in the original movies um, those guys are meant to be the elite of the elite like, mm. I think they're meant to be remnants of um, Skywalker of uh, bloody Darth Vader's old troop his old uh, clone regiment. I'd, I'd have to look it up. It's something I looked at. I fell down the Wikipedia, like, you know, yeah. years ago. But these guys are meant to be terrifying. And true to form, he puts up a good fight until they start to actively work together in what appears mm. to be, again, a non-choreographed fight. I mean, it is, but it has the, it is a perfect visual yeah. of three guys working together instead of and my mark and your mark yeah. and your mark it's and they they do just destroy him he is no longer a thing um but that sets up the last episode where they have to you know stop Gideon being dumb shit we finally find out what he's been doing all this time mm. 
So essentially, do we want to spoil this one? Look, look, we've been spoiling the whole season so far. That's fair. I'll put. I'm gonna say it again. We're gonna spoil the finale and the last couple little plot details. So like, you've been warned. So basically, he's been cloning himself while trying to put the Force into his genome. So he's been isolating Mm. what gives someone the Force or access to the Force and has put it into clone bodies so he can put them in dark trooper armor and make essentially an unstoppable army of Force users. Clad Mm. in Beskar, which is a terrifying thought. Um, Which Which is a bunch of plot ideas that have been from the legacy timeline yeah and yeah they're not a bad thing to recycle it's pretty fun uh so of course they ruined that for him and he gets a bit pissy dude that fucking fight scene oh. of din as he heads up to gideon's um main control room yeah holy shit yeah that stuff was epic the fight scenes in this felt really really fluid they were very like they were obviously choreographed but they didn't feel choreographed they had like an actual urgency to them they were fun and that's like the fight with Jin versus the guard uh the three guards come out again in their spooky we're coming from a mysterious misty hallway for no apparent reason Hmm. um but he fights those two to save uh, keep Grogu out of danger and honestly watching that my brain kept thinking back to the original like episode 4 essentially of Star Wars where they're playing with like a lightsaber he's like oh it's a a civilized weapon not clumsy like a blaster and then you see Jin doing gun food with a goddamn blaster yeah and it was magical I loved it yeah like and again it feels like a real brawl like Mm. he knows like he honestly like the the Magna Guard feel like they're powerful yeah like they're gonna kick his ass yeah and they beat him around a little at the start but of course he eventually starts getting some Grogu help Hmm. um and you know he's like pushing them away so they don't blindside him or pulling their weapons away um which lets Din get the the upper hand and and it it feels like again like a proper scrap Hmm. you've got a bunch of people who are very formal and understand how to fight we have our elegant tools and then this one guy going I'll kick you in the nuts yeah it feels like just a all out brawl uh, meanwhile, bo is having the, the duel with um, Gideon. Um, yeah. Well, see, this was the thing. Um, that Because they were separated, Din starts the process of finding Gideon first, while hmm. bo gets out to get reinforcements from the fleet. Yeah. Although, uh, earlier in the previous episode, where they first got ambushed by the, the Beskar troopers, one guy got away. Yeah. The fucking stones on that guy oh, yeah. to fly through that fucking electrical storm. Yeah. In nothing. Just in Beskar armor. Like... Which is bad, because we know from Rebels that it conducts electricity. Yeah. So, that's, so then he know, mans a cruiser on his own, and, you know, fights off um, incoming That fighters. dude needs a whole cruiser for his fucking testicles. Ah, there's a reason he, he took command from bo yeah. let's just say that. But, he of course loses the fight with a bunch of fighters, and it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna drive this straight into the base. Have fun with that. Yeah. So, but when they come back, when she gets the reinforcements and they come back down, there's a whole horde of them coming in, mm-hmm. jetpacking in, and of course all the stormtroopers are like, "Well, we'll meet them with our jetpacks." And there's like easily three have, times the number of like stormtroopers. 
there's all this blast of fire, but because the armorer doesn't use guns, she just uses that fucking hammer. Yeah. And of course, bo using the Darksaber. They're having a jetpack-style anime duel with Stormtroopers it's with a- melee combat. And, like, uh, the other chick um, in blue, like, the side um, left hand of, you know, bo from the last couple of mm. seasons. Uh, the fucking knee rockets... Yeah, <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, right, fuck it, knee rockets, and takes out a couple of, of stormtroopers. But uh, it, watching that fight just... was great. It felt like a bunch of actual soldiers beating the shit out of children who had managed to get a hold of some like uh, armor, essentially. Like at the same time, with like some serious like shonen an- anime energy. Yeah, it was really seriously fun. like with all like because they've got like slightly smeared the sides of the screen to give the motion. Yeah. So it had that, like, anime character speed lines vibe as she's just, like, cutting down fucking stormtroopers. Meanwhile, the armor is just beating people to death with a hammer. I was like, oh, that, so that's so terrifying. <laughs> Do not anger the armorer. But, oh, goddamn. Yeah, then there's, like, the guys who've been stuck on a dangerous glass planet. Like, Mandalore became more dangerous. Like, these guys are now terrifying. Mm. Um... Like they're it's, fighting as well. It's like I like this. It's great. It's so good. All the like all the fight scenes in the last, this last episode are great. Yeah. But yes, uh, Bo-Katan catches up to Din, and Din escapes to go save Grogu from the Magna Guard, and um, she starts fighting Gideon and kind of getting her ass handed to her because he's now in kind of a quasi robot suit. Yeah. It's not just in Beskar now, it's like, no, this is a powered outfit. This is like a power suit, essentially. Like, it's strong Mm. as fuck, and and being Beskar, resistant to most lightsaber things. Mm. So it's, even when he's hit, it does nothing to him. Mm. But after that, you know, they they do drop an entire starship on them. So The the big thing, though, is he actually breaks the Darksaber. Yeah. Shatters the Darksaber... Meaning that is no longer a thing, so it's like... Which is supposed to be the point where, you know, he's he's got Bogotan on the back heel and you're destroyed, the Dark Stabler is destroyed, there's no more hope, and then she drops the... But Mandalorians are stronger together, of course, because then Din shows up. And yeah. they do a tag team fight with him. Yeah. And Grogu! Yeah, he was doing things as well, he just like, constantly kept the weapon, he was playing keep away with, um, I think he's like, electric, uh, vibroblade. Mm. It's like, no, no touch! And it yeah. worked. They they did pretty well. Um, eventually, they drop an entire starship on him. And yep. the greatest thing from that, though, uh, is when the, they see the ship falling and, you know, the fire coming and everything else, they run to protect Grogu and say, I will protect you with this tiny energy shield. Um, it's like, you're going to be fried. That's yeah, you're gonna all going to die horribly. But Grogu, of course, force bubbles and holds off the fire, which for anyone who has watched Rebels... I swear to God, is a great flex to say, fuck you, man. Like, what was the name of the Jedi from that one? Um, uh, Kano? Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's like, fuck you, buddy. Because he dies to a flamethrower, essentially. He's trying to hold back a bunch of fire. Uh, and the Force like, can that, Well, okay. He, he is actively trying to stop an entire fuel plant from, from killing him. That, that is true. But it's like... That is the flex of a essential child and not fully trained uh, force user flexing hard on one of the most powerful like, yeah. Jedi since the Purge. Um, it's like holy shit, that's actually kind of terrifying. Yeah, I do like the way that like 
of course the fireball engulfs and you're like oh no and then they pan through the fire and then you just sort of see Din and, and Bo-Katan being like the fuck yeah and just like Grogu staring at the flames and you can almost see the look of ooh pretty I like the fire oh look the whole time Din was fighting the, the Magna Guard I was like give in shoot the lightning <laughs> <laughs> yes be great but um but of course they survive! Yay! The Mandalorian turned Mandalore again. Yeah. Which was fun. And now, like, the... Not quite post but the wrap-up of the um, the season is he goes and talks to uh, the X-Wing pilot who's been doing stuff behind the scenes. Uh, and it's like, right, cool. I'm going to work through you. You funnel me bounties against the Imperials and, you know, I get some cash. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, he gets a new replacement head for IG-88. Um, mm. So he can replace the one missing part so now the town has a marshal which is robotic and an assassin so that's fun you know uh, commit a crime die in your bed yeah and they of course give uh, Din a, a place to live so it's a little cottage in the middle of nowhere this is where I get annoyed though because the cottage is like it's fair it's a small cottage it's like tiny and maybe one room at best um, but it's also a horrible spot yeah, like for a dude saved our world. entire planet. Here, have a garbage pile. Yeah, have a garbage pile. It's got like a tree and a pond. Um, K by, but it's all completely open land in the middle of like essentially a plain, no cover at all. Like any Mandalorian would be sitting there going, "This is like the worst strategic place ever." I hate it. Mm. But apart but from that, I think it's it, I think it's because they just wanted a nice clean round out because they mm. haven't decided whether or not they're going to do a season 4 of Mandalorian or whether yeah. or not they're just going to allow Grogu and Din to show up in other products. I would like them to show up in other products because then we can start seeing changes in Grogu um, yeah. so they can start showing uh, his changes. Also he is now an official Mandalorian. He is now known as uh, Din Grogu because he has been officially adopted uh, mm. by the Mandalorian so that's fun. So he's also now an apprentice uh, which is something we weren't aware of with Mandalorians much previously, that they mm. become an apprentice and go on travels with their, their master and learn the ways of the Mandalorian. Um, so that's going to be fun. Mm. Well, I mean, and this is essentially the thing we've been asking them to do mm. the whole time. Get a Force user, put him in something other than a, than a Sith or a Jedi setup. Yeah. Grogu is a Force user officially trying to become a Mandalorian. Yeah. And I'm keen to see where they go with this. Yeah. Because like, that could be a wonderfully fun weapon. Uh, yeah. To throw at anything in the movie. Like, I kind of hope when we eventually get the tie-in movie with Ahsoka and everything else, um, that we have a slightly older version of Grogu running around. Uh, kind of more I, trained I, like, and battle-ready. I think people need to start letting go of that. It's The time skip's not going to happen before that movie. Yeah. That is fair. But even then, we don't know how their physiology works. Maybe he'll wake up and be a teenager. <laughs> we can dream. But at least something where he's yeah. a bit more mobile or isn't constrained to randomly walking on two legs in the you know, way there. Because that puppet or, either needs to be updated or they need to start doing yeah. more with movement. I'd, I'd say update the puppet. Hmm. I think that's what they were going to do with IG-88 because then that solved the issue of how weird Grogu was looking when he was walking. Um, it was just a IG model running around. Yeah, but 
They didn't do anything with it, and it got destroyed, and yeah, yeah. But overall, like great season. Yeah, you have to let go of Din being the main character. Though. You do. Like there is a point where he actually swears loyalty to Bo-Katan. Like mm. that. At that this point, is... I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're handing over rights to your own TV show. You're no longer the protagonist. Well, by the end of it, if they did do a season four, they've set him back up as clearly the main character. Yeah. But this is this has been three TV shows worth of de- development for Bo-Katan. Yeah. Finally and taking back Mandalore. Not just taking back Mandalore, but in a way where she can actually do it properly. Yeah. Because the first time was a coup, which is always going to be an issue. The second time was to plug a hole, essentially, because they needed someone to hold the Darksaber that wasn't Sabine, because she didn't want to do it. Mm. Um, it's like each time it's been given or taken in a way that doesn't quite seem right for what they do mm. but this time it's the complete honourable and you know, way of doing things where mm. all the Mandalorian creeds are like no no we like this one we'll follow this one mm. um, and the fact that they've broken the Darksaber means that you know they're following her because they want to follow her now yeah it's not because she has a trinket or anything else it's she is worthy to lead hmm so, you know, for someone who's watched so much Star Wars and gotten to this point, it's really nice to see Bogotan finally get the dub. It really is. It's good to see her get the win for once. Like, because it's, it's been a while since Bogotan's yeah. had a win, let's be honest. Like, they blew up her house, like, her planet. It, it's not been fun. Yeah. No. But yeah, you get past that, it's an amazing show. Yeah, absolutely. Continues to be a great addition to the Star Wars franchise. I look forward to seeing further adventures of Din and Grogu. If nothing else, they have world-built more for the Mandalorians so we can start seeing more Mandalorian mercenaries or something else popping up and understand why they're good or why we should be invested in them. Mm. At this point, if any Mandalorian turns up, it's like, ooh, these guys are actually good at what they do. Um, Mm. So they can't be used as just generic fodder. Yeah, and they don't subscribe to the ninja rule, which is the uh, if there's lots of them, they suck. No, if there's lots of them, they take on armies and they win. Um, they're, they're they're even more of an exception because if there's only one of them, they can still murder a lot of people. Yeah, it's, t- it's Mandalorians should just be feared. There's a reason the Jedi tried to wipe them off the like face of the universe. Yeah, and then the Empire tried. Like everyone keeps trying. Maybe they just left the Mandalorians alone. <laughs> Maybe don't poke the bear covered in like impenetrable armor. Yeah. Anyway, we're well out past an hour, so I think we'll wrap things up for this week. Yeah. So, y'all have a good one. Enjoy.